welcome, 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 welcome back. I kind of feel like I just gave y'all Chick-fil-A vibes, but hey, y'all. Hey, y'all, hey. Welcome to another episode of Opinionated AF, that's as fuck, yeah. where we share all the opinions and accept yours. My beautiful co-host, Morgan, is on the line. Hey, boo. Hey, girl. Hey, Miss Danny. That's Danny, pretty little Danny. <laughs> so how was your weekend? I know you, um, this was a, a very eventful and very busy weekend with all of the homecomings. Shout out to what some would say the real HU, Bowie State, my alma mater and yours, Morgan State, all had uh, homecomings this weekend. I personally did not partake. I was not feeling um, too well. And honestly, I'm just, I'm kind of over people in oh, large really? crowds. So it doesn't do anything for me. But I'm curious to hear your experience what went down in Baltimore. So in Baltimore, we did that damn thing against Dell State. Homecoming um, is it's so funny because I was having a conversation with someone about homecoming and this particular person never went to uh, like a college. They never had that college experience. And I was like, well, you can't go home. You can't have a homecoming if you was, you know, if it was never your home. So people are like, oh, what do you do? This and that. You went to the game. Well, because for me, when I was at Morgan, I was a cheerleader. So the experience for me coming home is I'm going to go visit the athletic department. I'm going to get it with other athletes that I was there with. So the experience for me was absolutely amazing. I honestly feel like Morgan had the best homecoming this season. Uh, Is that right? <laughs> yes, even even over Howard and their pop-up Kanye West Sunday service that actually happened on Saturday. I would honestly say that Morgan's homecoming is based on tradition and good vibes. I mean, I, honestly, come on, Morgan is in the middle of Baltimore, and for that to fall that many people to let me just be clear that many black people together in such a mass crowd and just enjoy the vibe and the time and just celebrate Morgan history and celebrate um, um, the university and just being you know a part of the university that whole homecoming vibe I think it was absolutely amazing I had a blast and it took me two to it took me about two days to recover so <laughs> so you're refreshed you're back you're, you're with us I'm here and I'm with you and I'm so excited to talk about it. In fact, I know we always get into sports and I know we didn't necessarily prep for this, but what do you think about Kanye showing up to Howard for for Sunday service on a Saturday? It didn't, it didn't move me. Um, I feel like it, it, it's just a part of the, um, the whole West Kardashian type thing where any publicity is good publicity. Um, to my knowledge, he was just in the news a couple weeks ago, still supporting Trump. Um, he didn't. He didn't double back on his slave comments. I don't. I'm not a trendy person. Um, I don't really go with the crowds. I've been over Kanye. I've never been a huge Kanye West fan anyway. So he wasn't really a sacrifice to stop listening to. But it really didn't. Move, it didn't. It didn't really move me. I mean, I I, I understood it as a very powerful moment to come back to Howard as one of the mecca black colleges. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I guess it would depend on who it was. And the Kanye, I'm just not influenced by Kanye right now in my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I absolutely uh, hear what you're saying. So I have been a Kanye fan on the music front, and I have tried very hard to separate the artistry from the person and the antics that he, you know, exhibits. But I personally think that there's a political agenda behind this some Sunday service. You can't go, you know, walking around screaming pro-Trump with a MAGA hat on 
and then turn around and walk up on Howard University's campus and you ain't got your MAGA hat. So I find it to be one of those bait and switch type situations where, you know, Mm -hmm. we just be so quick to forgive him because, oh, he's showing up at my campus. He's showing up in my area. And, you know, he's doing this and and this and this and that. And we're forgetting the things that he has done before, the antics that he's pulled before. So that when he comes full circle and he starts to spew that stuff again, chances are you might have those people who um, who waver be like, you know what? Well, I saw Kanye at Sunday service at Howard and he, you know, maybe he makes a little sense. Nah, I'm good on all of that. Like, I like to take a page out of Uncle Charlotte, Charlemagne, um, one of the hosts of the Breakfast Club. I love, love, love that show. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to take a page out of his book. And he loves to say that when Kanye pops up, pops up at, as Kanye, that he's selling something. Um, I know that there's rumors that he might be possibly opening up a church. Um, we definitely know the political ramifications for that. I believe when Trump entered in this first term and hopefully only president um, term, that he somehow created or, and correct me if I'm wrong, issued some type of law proceeding, whatever, that bridges the gap between business and church. So mm. I'm, not, I'm not impressed by that. Um, I do know that there's rumors that uh, excuse me, Kanye... It's supposed to be dropping a gospel album. Totally makes sense to go on this Sunday, Saturday, uh, church service, pop-up tour. So, again, I'm not impressed. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. on the on the front, we still have issues going on that you're still not addressing. And as far as I'm concerned, you still look like me. Yeah. So agreed. until those have been addressed, I mean, why, you know, we're going to attack some of these other political figures. I don't understand. I don't believe in cancel culture, but I'm not giving this dude no break. For showing up to an alma mater that I didn't personally attend. I didn't go attend. Go be, go right. be at the U, Bowie State. <laughs> you know what? And that's funny because I took, look, I took a semester at Bowie to get my master's. And hey. I was like, uh, nah, I'm good on that. I was going to say y'all library ain't got enough resources. But with all that being said, yeah, go, go Bulldogs, go Bowie, go Morgan, go Morgan Bears. We'll take it. We have integrity. So we're going to hopefully allow those that, you know, buy into their blackness and want to support. I'm sure Kanye has supported in other ways. But right now we are really living in a very delicate time. Um, we'll touch on other topics during the um, that show that, that show the kind of times we're living in. You have to be very careful. And it seems like in some areas you do have to draw a line in the sand and unfortunately pick a side. So I'm not on Kanye's side. I'm not wearing no MAGA hats. I'm not a Trump supporter. Don't even get the guy. So... You know, to all those who were able to enjoy the performance. I mean, it did look great via IG stories, but it doesn't move me. Sorry. You know what? And um, to piggyback off of what you were saying uh, about the times, Kanye is actually more in the news because a viral video has surfaced where he is telling his wife, Kim Kardashian, that he doesn't want her wearing tight clothes and taking sexy pictures anymore. Because it affects him. And I honestly didn't find anything wrong with it. Well, what I he thought said? this was like one of the one times that he was actually vulnerable. What did you think about it? Because I didn't really have a problem with it. I find him, yes, I find the vulnerable the vulnerability to be honest and genuine that he expressed himself because when he didn't get the answer that and the response he wanted, he got up and walked away <laughs> through a little shit. Like, okay, fine then. What's but... that mean that says, all right, I'm a head out? Right, right. But in all fairness, I mean, we're we are talking about Kim Kardashian and she makes her living 
in tight dresses and sexy clothes, sexy pictures. Mm-hmm. So she literally, um, I was reading an article about social media influencers, and I think she can get, you know, something like 15 stacks just from one post. So I don't see a problem with it unless he unless they talked about that in their relationship, going into their relationship that, oh, you got to tone it down. Then I don't really feel like in the middle of the marriage, it's something to be like, Kim K, I need you to do this. The the sad part is that she kind of outed him like just because you on your journey doesn't mean right. that that's part of mine. And while there is truth to that. And, you know, speaking as a married woman, there is some truth to that. You still have to be mindful of how your husband feels. You got to be mindful of the things that you do and how it affects him. You just can't be out here like, I'm just going to do me. There has to be some kind of balance. So that's neither. I agree. I'm sure it'll unfold in in a newer season of the Kardashian clan. But, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, playing devil's advocate, I did understand his part. And just being able to be honest. Um, but I do understand what you're saying. And as, you know, a couple that was already established, I mean, this is how you met her. This was what attracted you to her. I mean, yeah. not that you have to face it, but I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait on the next episode to find that out. Hey, I'm here. I'm here for it. Speaking of the next episode, girl, let's get started with this one because we are, uh, we just rolling along. What was we supposed to be talking about again? <laughs> so it. It's so crazy how if you tuned in last um, to last, not last week, but last last week's episode, we um, had a red skin rant or more so I did. Um, And there's some things that have changed since that conversation. We brought up the WNBA. We brought up D.C. sports. And now I'm proud to say that we actually have one champion and two champions, excuse me, one world champion and one champion possibly in the making. So the WNBA mystic. Won mm-hmm. the final championship. Mm-hmm. The Nationals play their last game tonight to head, you know, to get them to the World Series. And the Redskins finally, finally got rid of Jay. Poor ass coach and Gruden. Not only I mean, did they get rid of him, here, not only did start? they get, but not only did they get rid of him, they won the following game with the with the interim. A, uh, um, a f- offensive coordinator just stepping up like, all right, let me see what I can do here. <laughs> what a difference a week makes. I mean, if you follow me on any social media platform, you will see me for the past five years. I have been bashing Jay Gruden's poor eight, eight play calling, his lack of a two minute drill, his lack of making adjustments, his lack of coaching development. The story goes on this week. Adrian Peterson talked to um, a few news media about, you know, obviously the transition going on. And unapologetically, he talked about how this was the very first practice where he actually felt productive. They actually practiced with pads. Bill Callahan turned the music off during practice, and they were able to really fellowship. That fellowship turned out to be a W. Yes, against the Miami Dolphins. However, a W is a W. The NFC East standings are not looking that great. So the Redskins, truthfully aren't out of the picture, although I don't think that they're playoff caliber. I'm just excited to see that with removing Gruden out of the picture, now we see growth. Yeah, progress. And like you said, and only just after one week. So that's that's big. I'll take it. And truth be told, my expectation for the remainder of the season is not that high. My expectation is that you will utilize Case Keenum 
probably as your starter, but you will also um, uh, utilize Haskins and start to develop him and Case together so that they can be, you know, essentially both used um, in the long term. I don't know if Case is something that we want next season, for real, for real. But if you at least start using the remainder of the season as practice, then that puts us that much further ahead of the game um, come next season. My only expectation for the remainder of the season is to do well. I'm not saying win them games, but do well in the remaining uh, conference games. You know, when we meet up with Philly again, you got to do well. When we meet up with the Giants again, you got to do well. The same goes for Dallas, and I'm sure most Skins fans know that when it comes to playing Dallas again, like, we just got to beat them. If we beat them, it's a winning season for us. Like, right. we did well. So, um, as far as that's concerned, I, I really don't have high expectations. I'm curious to see what they're going to do in the coaching um, position, whether or not they will keep Callahan or not. You know, will they offer him the job? But something um, Scott Van Pelt said earlier this week, he brought up that I thought was absolutely just genius. He broke down the coaching in the last decade mm-hmm. and he talked about how it's just been a who's going to take the job kind of deal. Like who's going to take the job? Like we've not had outside of, I want to say, was it Jim Zorn? We've not had a winning season from any of these coaches. No. So with that being said, like going forward, what do we do ch- to change how we go about selecting a coach and I know people who are listening to this are gonna say it's got to be ownership (laughs) ownership 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 oh boy got to get his hands out the pot but with that you know with all that being said I'm just gonna sit back eat my popcorn sit on my chair drink my water and my tea and watch what happens (laughs) and see what happens yeah there's a lot that's gonna go on that's gonna um that's going to decide where this team goes. I'm more of a start at the top and go down to the bottom. So being realistic, we already know that Dan Snyder's not going anywhere. Short of him, God forbid, dropping dead. This man is a fan of the team and is a fan of this area and is not going to give this team up. So the next viable option would be, if you're not going to get rid of Bruce Allen, um, there's reports that he's here. His tenure here with the team is still... Um, engraved in trying to move us back to D.C., I'm fine with that. But then hire a real GM that's going to, A, um, pick a better and more efficient coach, not just on name, because we've let three go out of the way. And out of those three coaches, in this current season right now, they have a total loss of four games. Four. We've lost four. These three coaches have a total of four losses amongst them. So it's clear that we have allowed you know, good and young talent to walk out the door. So I'm looking for someone that can actually manage. It doesn't just have the title, but can actually manage the job of getting players and um, using the scouting process to our ability. I read something earlier today before we um, got on the phone that was pretty interesting. Definitely wasn't thinking about this. The report said that the Redskins could possibly be adding Alex Smith back into the lineup come next season. Um, what's crazy about that is that we were actually doing great under the Jay Gruden offense. Um, you could take that as you will with Alex Smith. We've only won one game since he's left, but what does that say about the growth of Dwayne Haskins? 
Mm, right. You know what I mean? So it's like we're already if that statement is true, if that story is true. I mean, we're already we're not even leaving drama. We will be leaving out of this season into new drama because we will then have three quarterbacks um, that you'll be having to decide upon. Now, I would scale it down to two because Case is, is the backup. Colt is the backup. But Alex Smith, as vanilla as some may think he is, he was winning. With mm-hmm. us, we were five and two, four and two, and at the top of our division before this man was injured for the rest of the season. So, you do have to kind of give him. You, you paid him. You kind of got to give him the leeway, at least to compete for his job. But okay. it definitely took me by surprise because I'm thinking this man is done. So it will be curious. I'm curious um, to see how the Redskins will look more so um, next year. But I agree with your sentiments as well. My expectations for the Redskins are not that high. I'm almost hoping that what you said as well, the player performance will be high, the team performance will be high. But at this point you might as well lose the games to get a better get a better draft. Get the picks, right? Right. Yeah, statistically you're so far behind in conference wins. I mean, you would need to split even with the division. Although the division has lacked, I mean Dallas has lost three straight. The Eagles have lost. Redskins are still in the mix, but we're not in the mix. So me personally, I would prefer to not necessarily tank. We want to see the performance of these guys who's going to stay, who's going to grow, plus they're collecting checks. But in the end of it, the business decision would be play well, but not so damn well that you knock yourself out of a a good pick and a decent schedule for next year, complexity-wise. So there's a lot to see, but um, let's take it one week at a time. 49ers are up next week. Kyle Shanahan will be coming back home. It'll be interesting to see the undefeated 49ers against the the now not winless Redskins. <laughs> My money's on the 49ers, though. <laughs> we'll see what happens. It, it's, it's, I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm just sitting back and watching with my little popcorn or whatever. We'll, we, we will see as, um, as the weeks go on. Maybe that's because you're so busy watching a successful team moving right along. There's some success in D.C. There's a lot of success going on. I'm not a Nationals fan, but I know you are. Yeah, go Nets. So (laughs) the funny thing is I actually grew up an Orioles fan because, remember, we didn't have a baseball team here. Um, I grew up that cow, good old Cal Ripken era. But the moment that we got a baseball team signed back into the district, Post senators era, because I wasn't around. I, that's way too old for me. I don't remember them senators. Um, but when the Nats signed on, I was super excited. So for the Nats to be doing what they're doing now, they're a young team. This is the, I believe, the second year that uh, the manager has been with them. Um, so this, and not only that, I personally thought that losing Bryce Harper was going uh-huh. to be. Um, we were going to take a big hit from that. I thought it was going to be, but you know, I, and me, me, I also counted us out a little bit, but to see them come up through the ranks in the wild card and play the way that they've been playing. And not only that, the way they're playing against the Cardinals is absolutely crazy. I mean, bring the brooms out already. Okay. Cause I'm here for it. It's about to be a sweep. It's definitely about to be a sweep. And not only that, the Nationals are making history. So this week, for the very first time in Nationals history, MLB history, Nationals Park hosted a National League Championship Series game. So 
It doesn't matter at this point. Well, obviously we want to shoot for the pennant. We want to shoot for the, um, for the world series. We want to win that, but we're already making history and I'm happy with the season that we're having. Um, Howie Long, he's, you know, he's bringing um, with his hit, um, hit, I can't get it out, but his hit for one, it brought about like um, the story was, uh, how do I put it? The story was like a black man, a black man in baseball, y'all brought it, mm-hmm. you know, brought it back for us, brought it back home for us. And then, um, and then I can't get it out. And then there's like all these little things that are just making it all warming. For example, uh, I believe it's Gerardo Parra. He's he's his walk up song is Baby Shark. He wanted to dedicate that to his daughter <laughs> who comes to the games to support him, which I think is absolutely amazing. That's and then adorable. now the fans want Baby Shark played, you know, in the stadium because they're saying, oh, well, ever since Baby Shark been playing they're performing a lot better. And, you know, baseball is a very superstitious sport. Mm-hmm. So I'm just here for all the little kinks and, you know, the S and G's the, that come along with this series. And the fact that, like I said, I, I myself, too, I counted us out this season. We lost Bryce Harper. Um, we, you know, we didn't do well in that first round. And then we had the wild card. And then I was like, eh, well, we'll see. And then we were literally just kicking ass. So I'm here for all of that. Go Nats. I got an attitude. I got my Nats jersey on. I've been wearing it. I'm here for it. I'm ready to see it. Let's get the brooms out and see who we're going to, um, you know, play in the World Series because we're going. <laughs> you know what's unfortunate? And um, I'm actually a participant. I'm not sure if I'm a willing participant or not, but I didn't grow up on sports outside of um, football, American football. And basketball, but I, I mean, I'm seeing the traction and the trend on social media, but it's like, damn, it's almost the same kind of vibe or the feeling with, um, when the Caps won, like the city is dying to win. And we're in a position where three out of maybe five or six or whatever sports, we're actually doing that. Like, like we said earlier, Mm -hmm. um, the, um, women of the WNBA have brought home a championship to DC last year, the Capitals, um, we're able to do the same thing. The Nats are one game away from entering the World Series where they are able to bring everything home. And it's just like, why do I feel so unfulfilled? Because we're you know, Redskins fans. And we know at the end of the day. And we know at the Redskins. They're not doing it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not like, only hey, are they not doing it, we want. We they're want not even showing us, they're not even showing us a glimmer of hope that they can do it. Like, for example, I told you I counted out. I counted, I counted out. I mean, not to say I completely counted out my nets, but you know, I was like, oh, well, you know, maybe next year, you know, whatever. And then it's like, oh, wow. Like, okay, wait, wait a minute. Like, wait a minute. (laughs) We doing a damn thing that we don't have not even a percentage of hope as a Redskins. The organization is not giving us a percentage of hope. We're not seeing any glimmer of this organization making progress outside of, okay, well, they fired the coach, which, you know, at this point, we're used to that. That's status quo. Every other five, every other year, two years, five years, our new coach is going to come into DC. We know that. So give us something a little different, you know, and to just go back onto the Nats, the Nats are, are a very young team. When you look at the, you know, Major League Baseball as a whole, the Nats came in, I believe they had their, their inaugural season, 2005. So for them to 
be doing this and making these kind of strides. Uh, I definitely think at this point, the Redskins need to take notes on uh, baseball. Hello. The Wizards <laughs> as well. I mean, come on now. I mean, it would be great. This is what, you know, born and bred Bullets fans, born and bred like mm-hmm. Redskins fans from the Hall days. This is the experience that we want. We want the parade. We want the merch. We want the bragging rights. And it's just, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse because although I'm grateful to be around, you know, from this area and be able to have champions somewhere within our sports teams. It's like my heart is connected to this organization that just doesn't get it. You know what I mean? But um, we could go on and on about that. I do want to congratulate um, both the WNBA Mystics and the Nats on their continued success and hoping that that shit rubs off. (laughs) Seriously. I want to go to a damn parade. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. The funny thing is the the WNBA parade won't be till the spring. So that goes to show you how much Yeah. That's not I don't even want to know why that is cuz I feel like that's going to bring out a long laundry list of questions of what the fuck. That's you know, when it comes sense. to the WNBA and women's sports at this point I just smile because right. I, I I'm not making the decisions and I don't, you know. But yeah. We'll take the W and the trophy and we'll 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 take the small victory, right? Absolutely. We'll take, look, at this point, we'll take all the victories we can get. Is Maryland winning? No, just kidding. <laughs> I know. Look, <laughs> like, maybe it's just football because Maryland not doing that well either. Yes, it could be. Wizards get a shot. They get a chance. Hoping that they'll do a little bit better, um, especially since LeBron is out of the East. Sorry, shade, but no shade. All shades. Speaking of uh, the Wizards, what is going on with this whole... Um, and maybe I'm just not that well versed in it, but are the China tariffs spilling over into the NBA? Because just this week, a, um, a fan at a game was actually, well, not the fan, but his sign was, um, in support of Hong Kong. He was actually the sign, um, um, the, the sign was confiscated out of the game. So apparently there are rules for, and I want to say Verizon Center, that's not right. Okay, Capital One Arena now that says that, okay, you know, if um, signs are political or if they are um, commercial in nature, that they will be removed or, you know, you can't, they can be removed. Um, but I don't think that... Um, a sign that simply says free Hong Kong um, warrants that. But then again, help me understand a little bit as to how the government relationship between U.S. and China is spilling over into sports. Let's take a quick break and let's get right back into that. You know, everybody got an opinion about something. 